can we agree that we live in a plugged-in noisy time? But what could the course of a child's life be if they learn to pick up the voice signature of the Creator in their childhood? Hear about a spiritual practice dating to the 3rd century, which has been adapted for children to do just that. Lectio Divina is a spiritual practice of scripture reading, listening, and prayer, which dates to the 3rd century A.D. Today's guests have adapted this powerful spiritual practice into a 52-week devotional for kids. Now, as an adult, you are going to benefit from this conversation. And by the way, adult, are you ready for a second childhood that Jesus offers? This time, setting you up for the full music and the full story of your life? Listen in. I sat down with Harriet and Rebecca in a restaurant. Here's part two of our conversation. This can be adult on set, right, Harriet? You can start anytime. One dad who also does it with his family said this, thanks for not dumbing it down. (laughs) He was using your resource for children, and the adult is saying thanks for not dumbing it down. On his own behalf, he was saying On his own behalf. Yeah, because he said we our whole family has gotten something with this. Okay, that's and beautiful. So it's obviously accessible to a child, but it's substantive enough for for adults to enjoy taking the child through it. Absolutely, and they'll benefit as well. Yeah. Beck, what can we do as teachers, parents, as influencers of children to help dampen down the noise in children's lives and start amplifying, you know, the voice of God? Is there? Do we need to help our children with filters? Do we need to, you know? Well, I'll tell you a funny story. This whole thing of smartphones and everything. I mean, (laughs) help us out with that. Yeah, I'll tell you a funny story. We were sending a team away on a missions trip. And we had this thing in our family that when a kid turns 11, my husband's going to take them on a trip, on a missions trip. Just to, you know, we live in such a, you know, blessed society. And there are people across the world that are doing it really tough. And they live in different environments. We want our kids to see that. And have a part in making a difference. Anyway, so uh, we wanted our 11-year-old to go on a trip to Papua New Guinea with our, with my husband and a team that we sent from our church. And my 11-year-old was really not happy. No way, not going. His reasoning, because they don't have Wi-Fi. Um, he's 11. And I said to him, okay, so, you know, trying to teach him to hear the voice of God for himself. I said to him, look, you go ahead and you ask Jesus about it. And if he says you don't have to go, no problem. (laughs) So um, anyway, three weeks later, I said to him, so how'd that talk go with God about that? He goes, really, mom, Jesus is going to say no to missions. I have to go. Okay. uh, So he owned his own decision then. (laughs) He did. And he went on that trip and it was life changing for him. But um for it to be life-changing, what did it take? It took removing him from the noise. The noise. And so for us, uh, there are lots of apps out there. For us, we have an app. It's called Our Pact. It, there's a free version, so it didn't cost us anything. And we can monitor the time that our kids spend on their devices. We can even block them. We can set you know, time limits on how long they spend. And um, we're just putting boundaries and safeguards. It's an app that controls their phones? From your phone, is that right? Their iPad. Oh, their that phone, sounds powerful. Their <laughs> I, you have to tell me about that afterwards. I have to get that. I mean, they don't love it. Let's just say that. I mean, I, I don't. I don't want to blow up the router, the Wi-Fi <laughs> thing. I mean, take a hammer to it. You know. 
but yeah it's just a simple it was a simple app someone created and grateful for it and we use it to help our kids put healthy boundaries so for us no phones in rooms we charge downstairs we have a two-story house so they charge them downstairs not upstairs and just some simple things to help them they're kids so i love that structure wow yeah and adults could use this too because <laughs> i'm sure that i could use it myself probably. we need to keep the phones out of our rooms and you know have certain times of the day where we fast from our phones yeah i think it would be e- easier to fast food than fast digital yeah for people i, I <laughs> it's very addictive I, th- I think there's been some research that's come out there there has been with like social media that there's dopamine response in your brain to getting hits and likes and notifications and it, it can become addictive yeah you know, as you were talking before, I thought about prayer. We teach kids to pray and we teach them that it's talking to God. We teach them, you know, just talk to God, just tell him how you feel. But if we taught prayer to adults, we would say prayer is two-way communication. You know, if I communicate with you, yeah. if I'm just talking, 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 that's not communication. I'm giving you it's information. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a dialogue, right? It's a two-way you know, conversation. And so we teach kids to talk to God, but we don't teach them to listen. We don't teach them to hear. And often that seems like a foreign concept. How do you teach someone to hear? And um, yeah, it's literally helping them to tune their ear to hear the sound. There's so much at stake here, even with adults, because we need all hands on deck, you know? I think the Lord is looking for every member of the church to be activated and mobilized to their full potential with their gifts and their and their personal story they bring. But if we're being... Uh, dissipated or diluted down by all of this noise and the struggle that we have to hear God's voice and sometimes I feel like even on a Sunday morning I'll be honest with you I look around and I see the flatline response that may be happening in worship and I'm thinking are we just watching too many movies during the week are we not having enough personal times of consecration and devotions during the week that we come so flat there's so much at stake would you agree with this idea that, so this is not just about hearing God's voice, is it? It's, it's about spiritual formation, right? In the yeah, child. absolutely. Being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Would you agree with the statement that um, the priority of this is that the formation of Christ within a child unlocks their full destiny as yeah, they grow? Yeah, absolutely. Their full story. Yeah, absolutely. Can a child live with a ceiling over their life or or live part of their destiny or part of their story if they never really develop in this capacity to hear God's voice clearly and to, you know, the formation of Christ within the adult? Yeah, I think if he's the good shepherd, as his sheep, we hear his voice. And so what does the shepherd do? He leads us to the green pastures. He leads us to where we need to be. He knows the plans and purposes purposes for our lives and so if we don't hear his voice how do we follow and if we don't follow him then how will we go to where we're meant to be and so we don't hear the full music of our life we don't we don't really hear the full story the full storyline of our life because you know that's what i mean about there being a lot at stake with spiritual formation and this issue of um hearing God's voice with great, great clarity. You know, Paul told Timothy, he said, from childhood, you've known the sacred writings, right, which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation, the importance of Scripture early on. Well, I've been praying a prayer over our daughters recently. Sometimes you go through these seasons where there seems to be a verse or a passage that gets highlighted, and it's Psalms 144. I don't have a son, but it says, Let our sons in their youth be as grown-up plants 
and our daughters as corner pillars fashioned as for a palace. Truly what I'm looking for from them, I'm looking for something different in their lives. You know, I'm looking for them to be kingdom people. They, they should be a cut above the norm, right? Am I right? I mean, if we're ambassadors for Christ, You're if right. we're new creations in Christ, shouldn't we be different? Yes. Shouldn't we be a cut above? Yes, and, and I think for our kids, too, with the, the cut above, to know who they are individually in Christ, that it probably won't come outside of him, even a lot of times from us, as we've been talking about, when that internal uh, is there. You know, Ruth Haley Barton has said this, that the real life that's in you, the real part of you, isn't so much what you do, but it's about your longings. Mm. And that your longings will identify you more than your job or more than whatever. Than your current situation or your current state, but your deeper longings. Your deeper longings, yes, because your deeper longings can really fulfill you no matter where you are. So it's not about the externals. And you see, we live in a culture that is so about externals. And therefore, the longings are misplaced because the longings are about tangible things here. Okay. But if there's a longing to, to know Christ that comes in such a healthy way for a child, then, it's, uh, then it has that, that basis for future longings, you see. So maybe just a simple thing. But I think she's right. I think your longings reveal who you are. Are the longings speaking to the future? Yeah. Something more or something different? Is that, is could that... be, or it could be present. Okay. You know, today I long for whatever or tomorrow. But I think associated with that, as she speaks of it, also is the longing for the Sabbath rest. You see, that's another rhythm, right? So when parents do this with their children, there's something about involving it as our Sabbath. That our Sabbath day is different. And this is when we listen well and listen from God. Yeah. Um, Ruth, or not Ruth, but Alicia Bricholi, who has written Sacred Slow. Okay. She talks in there about uh, hear and listen. And she says that, uh, you know, the, the, the Jews, number one verse, and Jesus quoted it, Deuteronomy 6, 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Well, the first word is what? Is hear. Hear. And she said this. She's done a study. 1,161 times in the Bible it refers to hear or listen. Hmm. And so hearing is really important to the Lord. Yeah. But when we hear, getting back to longings, I think when we hear him, he listens to us, we hear, we listen to him, that he changes our longings. Mm. More, accurate, more accurately aligns our longings with, with his so. design yeah. for us, right? Yeah, when we do and, this. Um, boy, that is true. Mm -hmm. I had one time where God spoke to me about a major life decision that I flat didn't want to hear. I mean, everything up to me until that time knew I didn't want to hear something like that. And when it came, I didn't want to hear it. But I tell you, within 30 days, it was a complete 180 on it. Wow. That, that he yes. he spoke something. It was a major yes. design issue, a major life change. Yes. And within about 30 days, maybe 45 at most, probably 30, I couldn't wait to get going on it. <laughs> That's great. Well, in the My Start Journal, um, there are four quarters. So a, a, a family can start anytime. You don't have to start in January for the 52 okay, weeks. It's not good. dated. On ramp is all throughout the year, right? That's with right. This, with this resource. So the first one is their identity. Okay. And so there's a whole quarter's worth on identity for the, the student. The second one 
Yeah, we've got. <laughs> I'm looking right here because I've pirated a ton of information from your website. Okay, identity is a character. That's a character. Character, identity first, right? Character, character then adventure, and adventure trust. And trust. Yes. Identity, character, adventure, and trust. So the stories in the scriptures wrap around that for them. So you're seeing that as a sequential flow. That's that's right. No matter when they start during the year, That's there's that exactly sequential right. flow. Yes. The bedrock of identity, then character. Mm -hmm. I can see that as foundational. Mm -hmm. Adventure and trust. The one that uh, I think is an adventure where it talks about all the stars and the, the you know the solar system and everything there is. Well, what grandson who who we we worked on that one in the going through the acronym and when we got to the rest part, he said, oh, God make God God is the one who makes me think." <laughs> mm, okay. And his mind just started going in this <laughs> in this listening time. And then that's where he ended up. You know, God is my person who makes me think. Who makes me think. Yeah. The yeah. original big thinker, right? <laughs> that's right? Instead of I think, therefore I am, who was that? One of the great oh, Descartes right. or Descartes, whatever. Uh, but God uh, makes me think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The mind of Christ, the ultimate mind. Uh, wow. Mm. So, you know, I, I just want to say something that I hope is encouraging because maybe you feel that, well, I wish I would have had more input into my children or grandchildren's lives, a nephew or, you know, a, a team member that you're coaching or something. But, you know, I, I was dealing with something recently that happened. It wasn't a huge issue regarding our children or one or two of them. But, you know, I just felt the redemptive recycling of mm, God yes. that's available. Yes. And even, even if there were gaps or things that I wished I would have done a little bit differently, you know, earlier, I think that yes. Leonard Sweet says that he talks about God as a composter. He's able to take, <laughs> you know, the, the, the stuff from the past that right. create a compost heap, but then it becomes nutrients <laughs> for a new, a new cycle of fruitfulness, you know? Yeah, we, when we started this, our eldest son is 13. And I remember having those same kind of thoughts. Wow, the other two are seven and eight. We're starting that at a great time. Have we missed out? Okay. I'm not doing with this with Caleb earlier. Yep. And you know what? There's never a better place to start than the present. And uh, as and because it's just once a week, it's not a huge time commitment. I mean, it's not like every day and we have to fit this in. It's once a week. It's intentional engagement with the word, with our kids. And yeah, I mean, it's a fun round the table kind of environment yes. or it's or it's in our small groups or it's, you know, whatever context that you want to fit it in. But yeah, it's never too late to start. No, and especially when we understand that God is a restorer and this whole idea of like being born again. And frankly, sometimes it's like, I need to be born again, again. I need to be <laughs> renewed to a new level and our children can be that. and. And God can accelerate us, like let our sons in their youth be as grown-up plants. Well, let our adolescents, let let our adolescents be as grown-up plants right. now, you know, exactly. Or even our adult children, and and the families that they're starting. This goes along with what Beck and you both of you are saying, and that is, when's the best time to plant a tree? Yeah. Twenty years ago. Right. When's the next best time? Today. So it's true. I think that I'm a grandmother. And I thought, oh, oh, my goodness, we did some devotionals with our kids and some studies, but, you know, nothing like this. So we had everybody in when we have our, our grandchildren in. We do a cousin's 
you know, like Dear Divina together. Do you Last really? Thanksgiving, we had we had our family here from um, Phoenix and all our kids from Toronto, New York, and, and uh, Charlotte. There were 20 of us, and we all did a Lecto Divina together. Wow. And it was fun. It was probably beautiful. Probably the Lord was amazing. smiling all over that. Yeah, you know, to hear. To plant all those seeds of the, even that process. Itself, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And But when they hear, you know, Uncle... Brett gets something, and they hear, you know, Papa gets something, and then we rejoice in what a 10-year-old got. The intergenerational part of this, I think, is is what's great about it. It's not just one generation. It really is intergenerational. I just believe that the Lord is very much into regenerating the generations, you know, just yes. a really a regenerative capacity that Jesus has to renew and restore and confound the enemy, where the enemy may have thought, ah, they neglected that, or... There's been a setback over here, actually. It must be very frustrating to our adversary that the Lord can <laughs> rebound and bring things back and create comebacks. And the acronym, again, start Scripture, think about it, ask God about it, rest on it, and speak it, right? And tell, tell others. yeah. Yeah, it works beautifully in a small group setting, you know, in kids ministry, you can, you read the scripture between each section and the first section is where they, you know, what part is highlighted to you as the scripture is read slowly out loud. And that's, you know, a hard task, right? To read something slow and deliberate. And as the scripture is read, any kid from any age can do it because they can all listen. And so then, um, yeah, what part stuck out to you and they write it down? What part was highlighted to you? And then the next they read the scripture again, they think about it. How does this affect my life? How, where am I in this right now? And then the scripture is read again. It's read slowly. And then they ask God about it. Maybe a, a help me God. Maybe a I'm sorry God. Maybe a thank you God. Some kind of a response to God. And then that rest, that two minutes of just taking time posturing themselves to hear his voice and then the tea tell which is just the great part of this i mean we have grandparents doing this over skype um awesome. or over, over skype facetime or yes, yeah, do with it. their grandkids because the geography is not a problem is right it? um and so people are getting real creative on how Boom. they that, can that is huge skype parents and grandparents there may be geographical distance it doesn't have to be in the same room necessarily. Yeah, I know one friend of ours, he's a um, pastor in Australia, and he meets with his grandson, every, not with the Meister, but he meets with his grandson uh, every week, and he has him for dinner, and they, they, he's discipling his own grandson. Oh, wow. You know, imagine what would happen if we did that with our kids and our grandkids and maybe some adopted kids, spiritual kids I we just, have. I, I feel like there's such blessing on kids and children. That if you just if, if you just connect with them and do this, the blessing will spill all over you. It's already there. It's built in on their lives. The Lord is right there with those children. And um, if you want energy and like a sense of new dew, you know, like the dew of heaven, right? Just connect with them. It's just built in. It'll flow flow right on you. Yeah, and it's not complicated with them. You know, they don't have a bunch of really? you know church words that they can Big pull out of their pocket. You know. Yeah. And it's really fresh. It's I love doing this. I mean, we do it with adults too, but I love doing it with kids because <laughs> it's just it'll be fresh and different. Uh, one of the lectures we had, um, you know, God is my imaginary friend. She was six, and I said. What do you mean by that, Ella? You know, that's the good thing about the tell. You can bring some correction. And, and she said, well, he's real, but you can't see him. 
And I said, okay, well, is there another way you can say that? Because you didn't make him up. Okay, good. And um, well, that's the great thing about the tell is that you can bring correction and align it with the word. Yeah. And so I said, well, Massage is there another way to bit. say that? <laughs> she yeah. said, okay, yeah, invisible. He's in, he's my invisible friend. I okay. said, right now, yeah, he is. So she wrote him. She rubbed out imaginary and wrote invisible. And then I said, she's six. Okay. I said, hey, baby, but do you know that one day you'll see him? She goes, oh, I will. And just that thought that yes. one day, what she can't see now, she will see Jesus one day. And there was no hour-long lesson on heaven. And there was no worksheet to color in. There was yeah. one little simple word from the Lord. And now when, when we're in a big church community, so when we face you know, people dying or things like that, it's easy. I can go back to the word and say, hey, remember when you got that thought about God being your invisible friend? Well, and you'll see him one day? Yep. Well... You know, they're seeing him today. And so his word breeds conversation for healthy families. Do you feel that as an adult that this helps us to, it reminds us to be childlike in our faith? Yeah. As we work with I children? I think we complicate it and it's just simple. It doesn't have yeah. to be. Get all nuanced and sophisticated and yeah. big adult ideas and yeah. choke the very life out of us. Yeah, I think it's, it's, I mean, the scriptures are a key component. It's not just going off and hearing any airy-fairy thing. This is about lining our listening with the Word of God. That's what I love about this, because it allows me as a parent to help them with all the noise that they have in the world to hear his voice. Yeah, Harriet, as we, as we close, I mean, Leonard Sweet has an interesting phrase. I'm a, kind of a fanboy of Leonard Sweet, but he says, uh, he calls it ancient futurist. He believes that like with millennials and some of the younger generations, that there's a quest in them to tap into historical roots of the church and yet be a futurist at the same time be like contemporary and relevant and current um do you see this trend line in the kingdom that this with i don't know when it began the 70s this uh, 80s i don't know the the, the reclaiming of classical spiritual disciplines mm -hmm, definitely is this something I'm, the holy spirit's pushing on well i'm a leonard sweet fan myself okay <laughs> and there's a word that he made up called a theography uh, theography theography Only and he can it's do a this. theography of jesus and what it is is the theology of jesus in the old testament and so I think it speaks to what your question is right now, in that we see Jesus in Genesis 1. We see Jesus in Genesis 2. You go all the way through the scripture because God is designed for the New Testament when Christ came to be the picture of what everyone was longing for in yes. the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. So yes, I definitely see the two correlating here at this point and juncture in our culture, in the timing of, of Christ's calendar for us that the two really do come together. It's a great concept for you to mention. Yeah, we have such a great tradition of church history and believers who have gone on before mm -hmm. us. And if we could almost look at like best practices, right, or um, like a working knowledge of how the kingdom works in our lives personally, mm -hmm. and we can reclaim some of these, these uh, key things. I just am excited about it. So what do you foresee with this book? Um, <laughs> Beck, I mean, what's what's going to be happening? Are other resources going to be created around this book? I, I know you're on social media. I know you have the website, and you're building uh, a following, really, an audience for this content. Anything on the horizon that you can sense? Yeah, well, we've had some meetings this week about where we think God's taking this, and um, watch this space. Uh, yeah, we're hoping to, you know, look to kids' curriculums and things like that to really support the church and help them to really grab hold of this. 
Well, thank you. Um, Harriet, would you like to lead us in prayer? Would you pray for families and groups and churches and teams and wherever this context, you know, wherever this could apply? Um, would you pray for those who are listening? Sure. Thank you. <clears throat> Father God, I thank you that you are truly the great communicator. And your desire and your longings is that we would hear you. You are the shepherd, and you design, you've designed us to listen. You've designed us to know your voice. And there is no area and age group with, where that is withheld. So may we see your voice as very comprehensively given to all cultures, all arenas, all, all ages. There is nothing hidden. So we thank you now for removing all barriers, all boundaries, and that we will walk in an understanding that when we hear, oh, Israel, when we hear, oh, church, oh, family, oh, person, oh, young, oh, old, may we hearken to the voice of the Lord and understand more the concepts and the revelations and the discerning of Jesus and what he's speaking to us. We praise you for speaking, and we thank you for developing a listening ear in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Go to mystartjournal.com. If this is resonating with you at any level, uh, sign up for their social media. Start following their social media as well as their email list. Is it an e-newsletter that comes out once a week? Once a, a quarter. Yeah. Once a quarter. Yeah. Okay. So we're not going to drown not, your inbox. not going to totally bomb the inbox. Once a quarter, every three months. But follow this and uh, look towards purchasing uh, one or more copies of this resource and help spread the word about it. Help share it on social media and uh, just share it. Go analog. Go old school and just speak to people and share, share about these things. It's worthy of it. So can I ask, how's the signal-to-noise ratio in your life? We know what the noise sounds like, don't we? I'm talking, though, about the signal of God's voice signature. It makes all the difference in our lives and in the lives of the children and youth who are in our reach, in our personal world. Visit MyStartJournal.com. Connect on the socials. Make sure you're on their mailing list. I appreciate Harriet Maurer and Beck Tabor. These ladies are the real deal. I believe in them and I believe in the kingdom initiative they're pursuing. Invest in the kids in your world. Invest in yourself. It all leads to big, big dividends. Again, explore mystartjournal.com. Thank you for rating, reviewing, and following this podcast. Subscribing. It helps others discover the content and keeps you connected. Visit jesussmart.com to see show note pages. I have other resources there for you, a few great books on the show notes page for this particular episode, a few great books to get you started in this important area of spiritual disciplines. There's simply a way that we intentionally present ourselves before the Lord to be transformed. And remember, with Jesus, our horizon is brilliant. All the best until next time.